Welcome to the Inform Advocate Podcast, and I am your host, Sharon. And the Inform Advocate Podcast facilitates the intersection of self-care, advocacy, and compassion among self-care givers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And so for this episode, what I want to talk about is how to access mental health services. What can you do as an informed advocate? What can you do as a self-caregiver? So whether this is for yourself, or this is for a family member or a friend, and, and if you are a professional self-caregiver, again, how you can access mental health services for children. And so, Pretty much um, most people, uh, well, that's not true. Uh, sometimes people don't know where to start when mental health services needed. When I would say in general, when someone wants therapy, um, you can go to, you know, the internet. I would say ask family and friends that you're cold Because again, the only way that we can stop this stigma is to talk about it more. If we, you know, continue to uh, not talk about it, then it doesn't get talked about. And then there's that shame that goes along with it for people who are experiencing something. Um, and so ask someone. And when I say that, meaning that even if you are an informed advocate for someone else, because that's the other thing, Sometimes, you know, definitely if the person is experiencing themselves, they have a harder time or they may not be able to because they are so overwhelmed. However, if they have a family or friend who is helping to support them, you are their boss. So definitely reach out to family, friends, because, you know, there's someone, you know, and if you're working at co-workers, you know, um, again, if someone is looking for uh, a therapist or some type of support. And so at that level, I'm not going to say that it's easy because I'm just giving you just the basics. Uh, the mental health system is a super, it's a multi-level system. And with that, it's complex as well. And so you can start off by talking to uh, family, friends, and asking coworkers. Um, or you can go to their internet and then, you know, put in mental health therapist. Um, and then a whole list of things will come up. Um, so basically, um, you can go with uh, the agency. I kind of call them free. Uh, well, <clears throat> you can go with the agency, um, private practice. Um, someone who has an individual practice or where there's a joint um, practice where there's seven clinicians. Um, some um, clinics, I call them clinics, some um, centers may be associated um, with a hospital or with a university. Um, and usually with most universities, you would be like a medical university sometimes when they're open for the public. And so um, you can do that um, sometimes. Um, 
the United Way can give you some resources of who, of who you can call as well. That's one way. And there's different search engines um, out there in this video or something video. But in this podcast, I'm not going to go into all the details of uh, specifics per se of the search engines. But we will talk about that at another time. But this is a general. I want you to know that there is support out there if someone is in need of mental health services. And so another level of mental health services, because it really depends on what the person needs. And let's say it is they need more services or something beyond um, individual therapy. And so and there is that level of um, let's say before they don't need hospitalization, they don't need inpatient. And so there is a a, a level in between that. Um, most people, uh, well, some people. So it's called partial hospitalization or intensive outpatient. Um, there may be some other things, and it's also, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's a um, stabilization, but it's not considered a hospital, crisis stabilization, but it's not considered hospitalization as well. But that one is closer, so I wouldn't put that in that middle. Um, so um, in the sense of outpatient and partial hospitalization, these are outpatient services, meaning that they are not inpatient. However, there are some inpatient facilities that may provide them inpatient. They, uh, they call it like room and board, but they're not considered that. And so basically, like with your insurance, you, your insurance will pay for their services if it is inpatient, per se. But again, there are not inpatient services in and of itself. And um, they may, uh, but you would be responsible for the room and board. We need to stay there because they're not, they're not um, inpatient. That's the reason. And so with intensive outpatient, that would be the next level above therapy. And again, there's so many different services. Um, but with intensive outpatient, there's one for mental health, there's one for substance use, and, and then some programs that they call dual, meaning that they definitely do address both. Um, with intensive outpatient, it's usually three, sometimes maybe four days a week, three or four hours a day. Each place is different of how they may provide those services, but it's always in group, um, group services. Um, most places do not have where the person can talk individually. Um, you can do that at the onset of the assessment, but it is. Um, Again, it's very intense. Um, it's pretty much with both the intensive outpatient and partial hospitalization. They're both psychoeducational and psych psychoeducational and psychotherapeutic groups. The psychoeducational piece of it is where the um, group are, the, the individuals who lead the group 
they are the ones who provide like different information regarding like maybe um, the person's triggers, um, different ways of coping, and things like that. And then when it's like the therapeutic piece of it, it gives um, members of the group to be able to um, express and talk about what's going on with them. And again, these are led by um, master levels individuals. And then with the partial hospitalization, for the most part, intensive outpatient and partial hospitalization are really, most of, they're really the same. The basic thing that makes them different is that partial hospitalization is five days a week and for five or six hours a day. Most of the time it's six hours a day. Some programs may have it five. And then with partial hospitalization has to uh, be um, pretty much um, there has to be a medical provider to oversee that program. With intensive outpatient, it depends. Um, it depends, I have to say it depends. It really does. <laughs> sometimes it depends on the programming and sometimes it depends on the insurance and accreditation and things like that. So it really depends. And then the next level of mental health services is um, inpatient. There are some others, but I'm not going to quite get into that because they are more specialty, meaning like, um, when I say inpatient, inpatient rehab for crisis stabilization. Um, I mean, it's not inpatient rehab, but inpatient for acute um, crisis stabilization. And most of the time, that is when someone is at risk of harming themselves or risk of harming others. Each state is different when it comes to substance use, um, but uh, the person, um, in, in general, the person would need to, <clears throat> in general, the person would need to have, uh, not have, uh, the main, main purpose is that they would need to need medical detox, um, meaning they need a medical team to make sure to pretty much monitor um, their withdrawal symptoms for substance. And so in a nutshell, that is the um, basic services. There's so much more. And so <clears throat> for a firm holistic network, you know, part of our community, one of the things that we'll be doing will have like um, group consultations when people have questions, specific questions uh, that I can answer, even though it's in a group setting, but most of the time, most people have those questions. And then also, you know, again, just different ways of, to alleviate stress, to, um, to alleviate stress, prevent, you know, burnout, to resolve health-related concerns. And so just by knowing how to access the mental health system, that really helps. Um, generally, you know, when it comes to the therapy level, people can seek therapy for so many different reasons. Um, at the intensive outpatient and partial hospitalization, um, those are, I guess you can say, when someone is overwhelmed. It's not a crisis, and sometimes it may be, and the person um, is not 
um, at risk of harming themselves or others. And they don't, they're not in need of a medical detox. And then when it comes to the acute hospitalization, we need most of the time they're at your hospital, at your local hospitals that have um, psychiatric um, units, and then also it can be free seen in hospitals. So just by knowing the, you know, being an informed advocate and knowing the groundwork of how to access those things. And one thing when it comes to the um, inpatient hospitalization for uh, mental health care, that process starts in the emergency room. A person would need to be evaluated at the local emergency room. And in some states, um, not all, but some states have what they call a um, mobile crisis team. And let me go by a couple of different names or an evaluation by the mobile crisis team to determine if they need to go to the hospital for further, um, further evaluation. And one of the reasons I kind of want to talk about this is because, um, you know, sometimes people really do be struggling and sometimes you don't know where to go. And again, when it comes to, you know, crisis situations, you know, these are the services um, that um, can be accessed. Now, when it comes to the therapy level, there's so many different options. You can say either in lieu of therapy or that can accompany therapy. Uh, because again, um, for the parent company of um, a firm holistic network, it's about you know, really inviting you and letting you know of all the different possibilities of how to support someone and how to help someone and basically really help yourself because beyond, you know, the traditional things that we see, you know, because sometimes we may not be able to get access to some of these things by um, Googling and sometimes we do, we just don't know what they are. So I wanted to kind of talk about these things in this particular episode, just so that you know that they exist. And um, once we do start the um, the community, the community um, consultation, the community group, then we can talk a little bit more in depth of you know, you know, really how to access and all the details that can kind of go along. There are a lot of nuances that goes along and it's a lot of frustration. This is part of why I created, you know, why I started this business um, because, you know, just, there's just not enough. There's just not enough. Um, and, you know, everyone does it know everything that I do, but I only share, you know, with you uh, with what I know. And so, thank you for joining me for this episode of Informed Advocate Podcast. And again, it's about, you know, the self-care, about um, facilitating self-care, advocacy, and compassion among self caregivers and just by you being exposed to different information this is this can help you while you're supporting others and whether you're a personal 
self-caregiver or you're a professional self-caregiver, just by knowing some of the baseline of how to access mental health services, it can help you or it can help someone else. So thank you for listening to us. Since you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and follow Informed Advocate Podcast on Anchor or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. For updates on workshops, training, and conferences, go to www.affirmholisticnetwork.net and that's holistic with the W. Also follow Affirm Holistic Network on Instagram and Facebook.